It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're going to go live now to Helsinki, Finland. We don't get to say that very often, uh, but we're very pleased to be joined by Professor Brian Gibson uh, to talk a little bit about uh, the national security implications of uh, what many have been talking about in terms of the computer chip shortage, and I want to get into some other supply chain things as well. Uh, but Professor Gibson, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Happy to talk to everybody in Salt Lake City. Wonderful. And uh, can you give us a weather report from Helsinki today? <laughs> we, we probably had our best day since I've been here in early March. Uh, it was sunny today and probably got up close to 60 degrees. Hey, there you go. Uh, so those of you just joining us, Professor Gibson serves on the uh, Wilson uh, Family Professor and executive is the executive director of the Center for Supply Chain Innovation at Auburn University. And uh, that's what we want to get uh, to and uh, looking at uh, this supply chain issue. And let's let's start with the computer chip shortage. What is happening there and how is that likely to uh, to impact us here in the U.S.? Well, it's a big problem. We've got a, kind of the typical supply chain problem of, of a supply demand imbalance. We've got a capacity crunch where they're making all the chips they can, but we've got record demand going on right now. And that's causing some problems from companies ranging from auto manufacturers to companies making appliances, computers, television, you name it. Anything that we plug in today seems to have a chip in it. And that means they are at risk of, of being in short supply. Yeah, and that is, uh, it's so interesting. As soon as you start going down that list, it's like, oh, yeah, my car has like all kinds of things going on. And, oh, yeah, so does my refrigerator and, 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 uh, and we work all our way down there. And one of the areas that I know has been of interest to you, Professor, uh, in particular, is what this actually could mean in terms of national security here in the U.S. Tell us about that. So you've got a challenge with, auto manufacturers and uh, defense contractors and, you know, airplane makers running shortages of chips. You know, you've got Ford Motor Company right now has got over 25,000 cars parked on the side of the road, Mm -hmm. mostly built, but lacking uh, critical modules, things that will control your speedometer and your brakes and things of that nature. They don't expect a problem to go away until the end of Q2. And, and potentially it's going to have a $2.5 billion impact on sales. So every industry that relies on automation, that relies on any type of machinery, um, is going to run into some real challenges. And that ranges everybody from defense contractors to, to game manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, I know it's uh, in April, I, I know there was a, uh, a White House summit, so to speak, kind of a... <laughs> Uh, with all of the uh, semiconductor units, CEOs from Intel and other and other places, uh, the president clearly uh, sees that as as a challenge and something that we've got to deal with. 
uh, whether we're completely reliant uh, on uh, China and other places for that kind of technology. Uh, any any interesting things coming out of that uh, that summit with the semiconductor uh, CEOs? Yeah, the challenge is, you know, you can have a president that says we want to make this a, a key industry for us. Uh, Congress has got to approve some money, but the amount of money that I've been reading that Congress is looking to approve isn't even enough to build uh, a full-blown capacity facility. You know, it, it takes about $15, $20 billion to build a facility, and it takes over two years to build these factories. So Intel announced recently that they're going to build two new factories spending up to $20 billion, but they won't be ready till 2023. Mm. So we're still reliant on, you know, the chip manufacturers around the world in Taiwan and Japan and, and other places um, that make it difficult for us to, to get ahead of this demand right now. And, and every industry is going to be challenged by it at some point. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we have uh, Auburn University professor Brian Gibson joining us uh, live from Helsinki, Finland today, uh, talking about the supply chain, especially as it relates to the computer chip shortage, uh, semiconductor issues. Uh, but I want to take that one step further, professor, because I I know you're you look at all of the the breadth and depth of of the supply chain, and, and obviously we hit some bumps uh, when the pandemic started a little over a year ago in terms of people recognizing, wow, that's a supply chain problem uh, in a host of things. Uh, how should we be thinking differently uh, as it relates to uh, the supply chain and how it impacts our world here in the U.S.? Well, I think we need to get a little less lean, not something you normally hear from your doctor, but... Um, <laughs> Dang, you know, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> A little, little inventory goes a long way, you know, to have a little bit of protection along the supply chain is what we really didn't have. Uh, companies focused on just-in-time manufacturing, becoming extremely lean with their operations and their inventory levels, assuming that we would have this nice steady flow going all the time. And then when we had this disruption of the pandemic, it wasn't your typical hurricane that affected one single area for a short period of time, it hit the whole world and it hit us hard for almost you know, a little over 12 months now. So it makes it challenging to get it back in sequence because every time we seem to uh, turn the corner, another area becomes a hotspot and, and you run into problems with supplies. And then as you start to catch up, well, now you've got problems at the ports because we're trying to shove so much product through those ports uh, that we end up with other, other types of supply chain issues along the way. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Uh, Professor Brian Gibson uh, from Auburn University. Uh, he's stationed over in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, we appreciate you joining us at the end of your day uh, there in Finland and uh, giving us some insight uh, on all of this here on KSL News Radio today. Happy to do so. Thanks. All right. Again, that was uh, Brian Gibson. And that's just fascinating stuff to me because it's a lot of the things that we don't think about. Uh, it's all the things that just happen naturally. You, you get out of bed in the morning and you get something out of out of the fridge. You turn on your computer. You go start up your car. Uh, you're interacting uh, with your cell phone and, uh, you know, texting and tweeting and doing all of those kinds of things. And, and we don't often stop and really think all of these things we take for granted. And uh, just imagine a day in the life, a day in your life uh, without that kind of technology. Uh, these things that have just become part of of who we are and what we do every day, 
uh, are things that are at great risk. Uh, the professor noted that uh, many of the car manufacturers here in the United States have fleets of cars just sitting at the side of the road, so to speak, partially built, almost completely built, with the exception uh, of what they need in terms of the technology, uh, the processors, the chips, uh, all of those things that they need to make the car actually work uh, and do what it's supposed to do are being held up. So that's a logistics issue. Uh, I did think it was interesting, and I was hopeful there for a moment that he said being less lean was was going to be the answer. Uh, but he was not talking about my diet. Uh, he was talking about inventory. And that part of what uh, businesses and organizations uh, have to focus on a little bit Uh, which we've learned through the pandemic, is having just a little bit more in reserve is a good strategy. And we've gotten so close to and so comfortable with the just-in-time manufacturing where we're just getting, you know, just enough of what we need right when we need it, just in time. Uh, That is good. That's lean. That keeps you with less inventory. Uh, But it also means you have less flexibility Uh, when things go wrong or when a challenge arises. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see businesses grapple with uh, as uh, things move ahead is what's the right, what's the right way to do that Uh, supply chain, of course, uh, things that were running through China uh, hit uh, big snags a year ago. And so how do we compensate with that? Uh, Then again, looking at the technology side, because that is a national security issue to be sure And if suddenly uh, we can't get the right uh, parts and pieces for things that are critical to our national security infrastructure, then we've got real problems going on. Uh, So all those are just fascinating. I appreciated Professor Brian Gibson joining us uh, by Zoom uh, from Helsinki, Finland, uh, of all places. And uh, so some great insight there, some great things for us to think about uh, as it relates to that supply chain and how that can impact day in the life, things we do every day. All right, we're going to step aside for top of the hour news. Hour number two of Inside Sources coming up. Uh, You don't want to miss anything. We've got some real crucial conversations coming up, some things to think again about right here on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.